1: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio, and welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, we're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. Keep winging. We can't wait to hear from you at triple say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Tell us the moment. You fell in love with your team. On this Valentine's Day, we are all about bringing all the love that we can all stand together. Tell us that moment you fell in love with your team at the Freddie Harry Callen line at 888-729-3776. You're going to blink your eyes, and it's going to be the NFL draft. That last weekend in April, and according to Phil Yates, NFL analyst for ESPN, Harry Douglas, here are the top 10 picks that he believes will go this way in the NFL draft. He has three quarterbacks at the top. Bears taking Caleb Williams at number one out of USC. Washington taking Jaden Daniels, a quarterback out of LSU, at number two. And the New England Patriots taking Drake May, quarterback out of North Carolina, at number three.
2: Yeah, and, I, and that's the right order for me, right? I have Caleb Williams as the number one player, Um in this draft, especially at the quarterback position, and I see the Chicago Bears taking him at number one. Now at number two, that's where it gets dicey because a lot of people believe that it's going to be Drake May. Well, for me, uh-huh. it is Jaden Daniels. And okay. the number one overall, number two overall pick, two guys who won the Heisman. Now they're not handing out Heismans <laughs> like kids go to the corner store to the candy lady and buy pixie sticks. <laughs> yeah. those, those things have to be earned for a reason. And when you look at Jaden Daniels completed 72% of his passes this season over 3,800 yards passing, 40 touchdowns, just four interceptions, but rushing for over 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Well, any normal player just can't do that. That's a dynamic guy in my regards. And also, you look at the competition in the SEC and how he was able to do that. And against stellar competition as well. You look at Drake May at number three to the New England Patriots. I like Drake May, right? I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit up here and talk like I don't like Drake May. Right. I just don't like him more so than I like Caleb Williams at one and Jaden Daniels at two. But I think one through three, you have three phenomenal players that I think could really make an impact in the National Football League moving forward.
1: I can't wait to see the order after Caleb Williams because you're right. If you're the Chicago Bears and you have that number one pick in the draft because the Carolina Panthers were horrible in 2023 – there is no reason to trade out of that spot. And if you're a team trying to – if you believe in Caleb Williams and you're trading up, I'm not a big fan of giving up multiple first-round picks for the unknown. That's not shading Caleb Williams because we've seen plenty of high draft choices. We thought we were going to be studs in the National Football League at any position or in the case of giving up multiple first-round picks – like the Bears did for Mitchell Trubisky and the San Francisco 49ers when hee, 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 hee. And they, got, they were able to get all those picks and fortify their team. And Mitchell Trubisky completely, completely washed out outside of one year with the Chicago Bears when they won that division. I'm not a big fan of that, especially when it is still an unknown when it comes to Caleb Williams of USC, Jaden Dams of LSU, or Drake May of North Carolina. I believe those three guys are going to be really good quarterbacks in the National Football League. And Caleb Williams has that, in my opinion, that it factor that I I firmly believe is going to transfer to the next level in the National Football League. But I've been fooled before, and I'm sure I'll be fooled again, because when it comes to the draft, it's an inexact science. It's not a cliche. It's the truth, especially more than ever in the NFL and college football and the NFL draft.
2: And I would say for the Washington Commanders at 2, Uh, a very dynamic situation, right? So if Caleb Williams, if you're not able to trade up and get that guy because he is attached to Cliff Kingsbury, right? But Cliff Kingsbury being the offensive coordinator, I want everyone to take a look at this. He was able to coach Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. at Texas Tech. He was able to coach Kyler Murray with the Arizona Cardinals. He was able to coach Caleb Williams with the USC Trojans. right? You talk about three dynamic human beings. When I look at Jaden Daniels and you look at the commanders and how the organization is trying to change things and you look across the way and you see Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and the skill set that he has, he is a natural thrower of the football too. Absolutely. When when I'm talking about Jaden Daniels. So I think you're going to get a more polished guy um, throwing the football as well if you're the commanders. Mm -hmm. But you talk about, you know, types of quarterbacks that cliff Kingsbury has dealt with over the last what 10 years. And I think Jaden Daniels fits that, you know, Prasad, if they can't move up and get Caleb Williams at number one,
1: Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN radio. Here's something else for you. And I'm going to give field Yates ESPN NFL draft announced a lot of credit. He was on Sportsmanlike this morning with Evan Cohen and Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman, like we mentioned, Sportsman on like Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. There's still that Justin Fields factor because, as of right now, he's still property of the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. So whatever they're going to do with him, whatever trade value that they believe that they're going to – that they believe they can get for Justin Fields, Phil Yates has a little bit of a caution of what that trade package could look like when and if the Bears move on from Justin Fields.
3: I don't think a first-round pick is in play for Justin Fields, but if I'm Ryan Poles, the Bears' general manager, I want at least a second-round pick and perhaps a little extra goodies to make this deal worthwhile for the franchise. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I own number 50, the 50th pick overall in the draft. I'm calling Ryan Poles, I'm saying pick 50 and something else to get this deal done with the Chicago Bears to make Justin Fields the new centerpiece of this Steelers offense and give you a player at quarterback that a team actually fears from for the first time since Ben Roethlisberger was under center in Pittsburgh a few seasons ago,
2: yeah, I think for the Chicago Bears to be able to get a first-round draft pick for Justin Fields, you literally have to have about five or six teams calling mm-hmm. you, fighting for yeah. Justin Fields to be the quarterback of their organization moving forward.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think if it's I'm about
2: two or three teams, I still don't know if you're going to be able to get a first rounder. I don't know if teams are going to be be willing to give that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but if you're de- if you're desperate. Uh, You feel like you need to make the move. Uh, If there's one team out there that feel like they're
1: desperate and they do it, hey, good luck. Here's something for you. What if they can't trade Justin Fields by the draft? I know there's time Mm. to get that done, but what if the package that they want, the pieces that they want in return for Justin Fields, because it's more than likely they're taking Caleb Williams at number one. To me, they'd be idiots to not do that in Chicago. But what if they can't trade him? They can't out-and-out out cut him. That's too much of a salary cap yep. hit that they're going to have to deal well, with.
2: Well, you, you don't want to do that either because uh, yeah. you want to you get some compensation, some collateral Absolutely. for Justin Fields. You, you're not just going to let him walk out of the door w- with a newspaper and say, Hey, <laughs> who's the highest bidder? Let me choose where I go. You're, you're definitely not going to do that if you're Ryan Poles. Yeah,
1: People still read new pa- newspapers in this country?
2: Uh, well, actually, yes. <laughs> okay. My My neighbor. My oh, neighbor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he told me, I, hey, man, you need to start getting the paper, reading the paper more. Okay. Well, he's That's, right, number yeah. one, as far
1: as that is. goes. Because normally the only time I read a paper actually having a paper in my hand is when my wife and I go to visit her relatives down in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and since my in-law's house, they don't have cable, so I got to keep up on news somehow, and it's hard to get cell service out there in that part of South Carolina where they, where, where <laughs> they go. So I rely on the state or the Augusta Chronicle. That's when I literally have a, a physical newspaper in my hand, and I feel like I'm like a caveman when I read it. Because like the, Mad Dog.
2: When Mad Dog's oh, doing absolutely, he, he, yeah. ha, he has the newspaper. He writes all his notes and stuff on uh-huh. the newspaper. He,
1: he has at least three or four newspapers because yep. you're right. Anytime we've been with him filling in our first take and he gets there mad early. Mad Dog is serious, serious mm-hmm. about being Mad Dog. He'll have the post. They have Newsday. They have the New York Daily News. And you're right. He's <laughs> right. These little notes that if you try to decipher those notes, good luck to you. You, you would be the best spy in the world if you were right. decipher that for Chris Van Doren Russo. Exactly. No, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> but whatever paper they're reading when it comes to the Bears and compensation, they're going to have to settle because what they want, we know what they want. This is just me spitballing. We know what the Bears want. They want a first or two first or a first and a second. If you're an NFL team, you're thinking, we ain't doing it. We don't have to give you something just to make you feel better. I wonder, what if they can't trade Justin Fields by the time the draft happens when everybody knows they're going to take Caleb Williams? That could be very, very messy for the Chicago Bears.
2: Well, yeah, because at that point, now you have OTAs and all of that that have been going on. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I would say this, if you're Chicago, if you feel like – you can get what you want for Justin Fields, then you hold on to him then. Yeah. Right? Because Mm -hmm. you know at some point. But then I would also say teams know you're also in desperation mode. So I don't think they're going to sit there and give you what you want because they know you want to get rid of one guy off top.
1: No doubt. no doubt. So it it.
2: it is a dicey situation. So I don't know. That's their problem. It's not mine.
1: Exactly. Because (laughs) Harry, Harry just wants a quarterback for his Atlanta Falcons. Yes, Lord. He doesn't care how they get it. As long as they get one. Because two guys. Long they as long as we right don't now. have what we had to let two years. Yeah, no, you can't have you'll be out there playing quarterback. I know that's not in your contract here at ESPN radio, but you're gonna be out there playing quarterback if that goes on.
2: Lord, please <laughs> don't punish me
1: again. <laughs> Amen. The choice are now open here on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas <laughs> and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Serious XM channel eighty, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. It is Valentine's Day. We want Valentine's to every great woman that is out there. For example, the woman in our lives, our wives, our sisters, our sister-in-law, our mothers, our grandmothers. We have such great appreciation because women make the world go round. Those are the people we love the most, especially on this Valentine's Day. But we want a different kind of love from you at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six, We want you to tell us the moment you fell in love with your team. Be a part of that conversation On the Freddie and Harry call line. Karen in Pennsylvania, tell us the moment you fell in love with your team.
0: Oh, hi, guys. I love your show. Thank you, Karen. Um, When I was a young girl, I cut myself at home, and I had to go to ER for stitches. My dad took me, and he was a little upset because it was during the middle of a football game. But in the ER, they had the Pittsburgh Steelers playing on the TV. And I was carrying on. My dad said, Karen, that's the steel curtain. you got to be tough, just like the steel curtain. You'll make it through. So I fell in love with the Pittsburgh Steelers ever since then. My father has since passed away. So I got a little teary-eyed, but then I got a big smile on my face listening to you guys. It brought back a really good memory. Thank you.
2: Karen, I love all our callers. I love y'all calling in talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the father-daughter moments and introducing y'all to sports and, and in particular football. Like there there's nothing – that I cherish more than that because when you have mm-hmm. a daughter, you 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 feel it right. Absolutely, and, and, and you know what it's like to be a father and your baby girl right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm watching film at night. My daughter just want to lay with me because she right. she know I, I'm she can spend time with me <laughs> like that's tremendous. Just, so so Karen, I I appreciate you saying that story and um, listen, yeah. your father's looking down and he's very very proud of you.
1: Your father, Karen, has a very 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 thick smile right now saying, "My baby yep. girl." Is always I'm always going to be in her heart because she was always in mine. As far as that, that Karen just she
2: put it, she got a smile on my face right now Amen. telling that story. Amen. Man.
1: I'm just glad I'm not a Browns, Bengals, or Ravens fan because it would be a grudging <laughs> smile, but it would be a <laughs> smile nonetheless. As far as that goes, Eric in North Carolina, tell us the moment you fell in love with your team on this Valentine's Day.
2: Ah, uh, first Steelers, Cowboys, Super Bowl. Even though I was from North Jersey, my dad looked at me he said, "What team do you want to pick?" Said, "Give me dudes in the black and gold," and Lynn Swan did his thing, and that's been my team ever since, ride and die. And my dad now has dementia; and lives with me, and the, the, what we can bond over still is watching uh, football. And well, he's a baseball dude, so we watch the baseball together,
1: uh-huh. and we still we can
2: still reminisce.
1: Wow, that's tremendous. By the way, as a Cowboys fan, whose team was victimized, I've never hated the Steelers on that one. When you had that kind of game that Lynn Swan had, four catches, 161 yards. Three of those catches defied gravity. The one of the people I've always felt the most sorry for in a Super Bowl game was Mark Washington, the cornerback. Any other day, he had perfect coverage. It would not have been a completion. <laughs> but that day, it did not work out well for him with Lin Swan just defying gravity time and time again. He only had four targets that day, four catches for a buck 61. That's about as good as a perfect wide receiver game. You can have in a Super Bowl like Lin Swan did that day.
2: Sounds like three words to me. What's that? That boy
1: bad. Oh, my goodness. You would have been out of your mind if that boy bad was back then with Lin Swan <laughs> on Monday morning. They'd have to run you off the set. <laughs> 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 I guarantee it. Because anytime time he made a catch, my dad and I were watching that game and it was in Miami, Florida in the Orange Bowl. And he would catch one thing. Okay, how'd he catch that? Then he'd catch another. How- then he had one, Harry. Well, I swear, he started inbounds, left out of bounds, came back inbounds. Mark Washington looked around and said, what the hell's going on here? Because he was right on him like white on rice that whole day. Didn't matter. Didn't (laughs) matter. He was the MVP of that Super Bowl for a reason. Walter in Denver at 888-729-3776. Thanks for hitting us up on Freddie and Harry on this Valentine's Day on ESPN Radio. Walt, tell us the moment you fell in love with your team
4: hey fellas uh first of all freddie i just gotta say man sounds like you know where beach island south carolina may be when you mention augusta chronicle oh uh,
1: yeah i have relatives that live in beach island one of of my aunts and my cousins where she lives in augusta and my aunt lives in beach island so i I know that area pretty well going down that corner near 520 yeah
4: yeah yeah, neither beach an island you know that's what i always have to tell people i grew up there so uh, small world but yeah, I uh, grew up watching Cowboys with my father and the Braves on baseball. But when I lived in Duval County, good old Duval, I actually had free tickets once a year given to us from AOL when I worked over there. The first year, I scouted them outside the stadium because I was like, man, I grew up with Cowboys, man. There's no way I'm going to like these Jaguars. But after I got watching and living there for a while, we got season tickets. And, um, you know, I was a corner end zone season tickets. They had a 30 for 30 club mm. after that that I, I couldn't resist, 30 bucks. For 30 months, he got three years of season tickets at Jacksonville. And uh, pretty much from there on, between Byron Leftwich and then David Garrard, had that wonder season. Um, you know, we beat the Steelers in in the playoffs. It, it was game over for me. I'm, I'm, I'm a life hard, lifelong uh, Jaguars fan.
1: Duval! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That story where he started out trying to make some money on the yeah, with Jaguars and then he fell in. With everybody else. And when Byron which and David Garrard, those are two of the biggest dudes a quarterback ever seen in my life.
2: Listen, sometimes it's good to fall in in situations like that, Freddie.
1: Yeah, and, and sometimes you, you, you can try to resist it. But once you fall in, hey, you're just you, going to stay in. I,
2: I'm here. I might as well embrace it.
1: <laughs> I don't need to be rescued. I'm good nope. to go.
2: <laughs> I am A-OK.
1: <laughs> Let me stay where I'm at because I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> Dylan, New York, tell us the moment you fell in love with your team, my friend.
3: So I remember this like it was back in my, back my hand. I was eight years old. Uh, it was the 2001 Super Bowl, and I'm a Giants fan. So, But that day is the day I fell in love with the Giants. My dad was so into the game. I remember the coin toss. Kerry Collins came out. He was the only player with his helmet on, and we were all excited. You guys know how that game went. And uh, <laughs> I really struggled with that at eight years old. I was like, I don't want to root for this team anymore. They're not good. But having the conversation with my dad and all of our family that were Giants fans, that's where the lifelong fandom started.
1: Hey, Devin King, one of our producers. You're a Giants fan. You have almost a similar story to Dylan in New York, my friend.
3: Yeah, I uh, I've been I've been a Giants fan since I can remember. But yeah. I remember really starting to love them. The actually two weeks prior when they beat the Vikings in the NFC Championship, 41 to zero. I was like, oh yeah, this is my team. So the Super Bowl hurt extra hard when they you know when they lost. T-
2: that tell thing. me why why hurt, Dev.
3: Oh, uh, they lost, Harry, pretty badly. Um, they did, yeah, yeah.
2: They did. Oh, you're right. No, Stop. that was yeah, yeah. that was the loss to the Ravens. They lost thirty-four yeah. to seven. I, yeah. that's right. Yeah, at, yeah. Fr- at first. I I had, th- no, I had, I had to remember like that. Yeah. That wasn't. No, no. A close but one. you know what's
3: crazy is what's since that, that time uh, mm-hmm. they've won two Super Bowls. Yes they, um, yes, they have. two for two. Two for two. So I don't know how many the Falcons have, but. Um, Giants. Wow. Out now, now, now really? why did this
1: become about the Falcons? How did this? Exactly. Oh, no,
3: no, I'm, I, I'm just I like. Wasn't,
1: I wasn't trolling there. He wasn't. For the first time in a while, he was not trolling <laughs> your Giants. No. And that's the thanks he gets? I'm, catches, not, I'm, not, I'm not
2: trolling either. I'm just. I'm,
1: you yes, know who you I'm going to tell?
2: I'm going to tell Miss Christine on you. There you, you go. You will not get goodies the next time she brings there
1: them. There you go. Yeah, you, you got to bring that to the table because that is your ace in Ms. the Christine hole. Miss Christine
2: will not let you mess with God's child like that.
1: <laughs> no, she won't. You said, you're trying to say that Devin's a heathen? <laughs> you're saying you're God's child, and Devon is like the devil's son for that particular moment. Yes, he was. Wow, boy, you brought the Bible <laughs> he, into the thing. A, he
2: has a chance to repent. He has a chance to redeem himself and repent. You know, wow. our God is a forgiving one. I
1: remember, he forgives were,
3: us all. In that game, they went down fourteen to zero. Uh huh. I went upstairs and I started crying. Okay. And then, how old were you? Uh, man, what, seven. Two thousand one. Yeah. So. So I went upstairs to start crying. <laughs> right. And by the time I got up there, yeah. my dad's like, come back down, come back down. Uh-huh. Because the Giants returned- a, uh, a kickoff for a touchdown. One so touchdown, by the time yeah. I'm wiping the tears out of my eyes, I get back to the TV it's just in time for the Ravens to return a kickoff for a touchdown. touchdown. Wait, wait,
4: got t- yeah, take us back there. Walk me through this play by play. You went upstairs crying. were you stomping,
1: <laughs> what did it sound like? yeah, really? it. yeah it was. Not good. Good. What did that, it then. sound like? What did, what did you say? I hate them. That <laughs> 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 was that for the Giants oh, man. because they were losing. It for the I hated Rangers. everything
3: in that moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Dev, it's like that sometimes, it man. I can we, picture, we've uh, all been through it. I can picture <laughs> a young Devin Kane at seven years of age with his blonde hair and his brow furrowed and his arms folded and stomping him. Just, mm, 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 mm. I hate him. Mm, 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 mm. He was like he was like Coach Klein in the Warner Boy. I just hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. That was Devin with the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I still do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, man. I know Shannon does. I know for a fact Shannon does. Shannon gets he he gets in his feelings. I, I Listen, know Shannon. Listen, th- things does.
2: are going to change for the Giants. They're going to get you know, past this rough time, man, it, okay. it, it, they're going to be okay. Now
1: you're trolling. Them. Thanks, I think now Falcons would Now you're trolling. Yeah. Now, oh, we, now, oh, we know the Falcons this, this is like trolling back and forth between you two. So we're going to stay out of that whole <laughs> Now thing. I'm trolling, Dan. Completely. No doubt about it. By the way, later on, we're going to give the moment we fell in love with our teams. We're going to do that on this Valentine's Day. Keep weighing in. Join the conversation on the Freddie Harry call on line at 888 729 Our, as in multiples? I have no. I'll give you the 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 first thing I fell in love with. I'll just give you one. Okay, I'll just do one. Thank goodness. I'll just do one. So does
3: that mean the second team you fell
2: in love with is your side side piece? Oh, it is Valentine's Day. You you showing the side piece love.
1: For you, Harry, 28 to 3. For you, Devin King, 2001. So there. If we're going to do this, I'm bringing receipts. Hey, yeah. so you, know exactly. you know what? Actually, before what? we go, man, uh-huh. okay. yo,
4: happy belated Valentine's Day to all the side pieces out there. If you got, <laughs> really? if you got your yeah.
1: Valentine's gift on the 13th, yeah, guess you, what? You're, you're the side piece. piece. You're the side piece, 100%. <laughs> if you just got a phone call Valentine's Day, guess what? You're the side piece. You're the side piece. piece. No doubt about that. If you don't get a call at all from your significant other that you that you think you're dating, but he or she is not, you're, you're definitely Side piece. The side piece. No doubt about that. <laughs> Keep weighing in. 888 3776 Not about side pieces, but the moment you fell in love with your team on this Valentine's Day. 888 3776 God, we're going to hell on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. And the Warriors, Draymond Green, is at it again. And he has Kevin Durant and this new enemy in his sights. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry, the Valentine's Day Groovathon edition for you, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. and Freddie Coleman. Together on Sirius XM Channel 80, and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We got NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend with the State Farm All-Star Saturday night. Radio coverage presented by Indeed will begin at 8 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations. Remember back on February 12th when Draymond Green playing for the Golden State Warriors and Youssef Nurkic playing for the Phoenix Suns? They got into it. They were jostling inside, and Draymond Green didn't like it and gave him a little backhand with his fist closed, not open, and that was a flagrant foul committed against Nurkic. He was led to being suspended indefinitely that ultimately lasted 16 games. When these two renewed acquaintances on Saturday, in a game that the Golden State Warriors won, both committed hard fouls on the other. Draymond Green had Nurkic scoring him. He did the two small taunt, and then he slapped the court a couple of times Green even did the same thing back on the next possession and did the two small thing as well. Green even picked up a technical foul, his first being suspended after arguing a no-call on a layup. And as we making his way back into the court, he gave a little bit of a nudge to Yusef Nurkic. So (laughs) after the game was over, and it sounds absurd because it is, but here's where we are. After the game was over, Yusef Nurkic basically said he may have been suspended, meaning Draymond, but he ain't learned nothing. I mean, it's sad. He didn't learn anything, man. It's oh, just a matter He's going to knock somebody else again. So take everything back what I said. You, know, you don't deserve a chance. All righty then.
2: <laughs> Bro, l- 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 listen, Freddie. Like, you can't sit up there. You don't know what that man learned. You wasn't there with him in those sessions a whole night. Right. You you don't know that. But don't get mad when you poke the bear. Exactly. And then Draymond is challenging you with his play and also Mm -hmm. the way he normally does
1: things. Right.
2: Don't go running to the media, acting all soft now. Oh, absolutely. Hey, y'all, I'm I'm the victim here. Man, shut up. I've I've seen what, what you did within that ball game. You and Draymond was going at it. Hey, man, it's just... It's uh-huh. just competitive basketball play to me. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. you, you kept poking a bear. You,
1: you would think somebody with his size, at 7 feet, 300 pounds, wouldn't feel the need to do a punk move, in my opinion, when yeah. it comes to Nurkic. What Draymond Gray did to get suspended was a worse punk move. There's no doubt about that. You can't be doing nonsense like that. But for Newstead Nurkic to say, you know, I don't think he's learned anything, and, and I hope he gets the help he needs and all that stuff. Dude, that's, that's not a grown man talking in that situation. Even Kevin Durant got into it. He told the media after that game was over that he had hoped that Green would get the help he needs after the initial incident that led to a suspension in the first place. And you knew that Draymond Green, on his podcast Curse of the Volume, was not going to let that go without anything said in return.
5: Just to go question my character, I thought it was whack. But, like, guys, guys are making a habit out of that. Um, him and Kevin questioned my character before, you know, as if – you go question somebody's character about a basketball game as if it's not real life, as if that don't affect people's pockets. Like, I think all of it was really cowardly, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah, I did what I did. I take my stuff on the chin. We spoke about that. I still stand on that. I meant every word I said about it. But if you want to know the truth about that, I think all of it was cowardly. I think, you know, you start going to question somebody's character in front of the whole world, it's why. So I think they are why. both and, of them.
1: And Yusef Nurkis posted yesterday, all good, bad boy, just don't stay too long in the podcast, going to be late for therapy session.
2: See, there you go. He's poking the bear again. They, they continuously throwing fuel on the fire. But for Draymond, listen, he has every right to defend himself. Right? If, if if guys want to come out and say A, B, C, or D, you don't have to be quiet and sit there and just accept what people want to say. He has the right to defend himself. And I hate mm-hmm. when people, you know, don't feel like people have that right freedom of speech just in case everyone forgot you can say what you want to say hey now there are consequences for some things you may say but Mm -hmm. you have that right if you're Draymond to defend yourself as a human being and I have no problem with him doing it
1: by the way Kevin Durant had this say about Yusef Nurkic and he put this on social media he's a vet he's supposed to do he's supposed to handle every situation like that he understands what this league is about he understands who he is as a player does he really (laughs) <laughs> Does Yusef Nurkic really, really have that? Because he's considered soft in this league. Yusef Nurkic, I,
2: I remember. I remember in the bubble when he was with the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saying that man, th- this guy needs to learn how to defend. Right, mm-hmm. because. M- my goodness, it was, it was brutal. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to go back to some of the tweets I was writing at that time because they weren't good tweets at all.
1: Right. Oh, I, yeah. I remember that from the bubble. <laughs> this Olympics. They yeah. were
2: not great tweets.
1: Yeah, but a guy like Yusef Nurkic, believe me, people know who you are in the league. They may not speak about it publicly, but they know who you are. If you're going to have that kind of size, you can't have somebody calling you soft unless they're four three and 400 pounds, and they look at you at seven feet 300, and you're soft. Because I'm bigger than you. i got run, like running to the media. Yeah, you, if you're Yusef Nurkic.
2: Help me, save me, <laughs> save me. <laughs> Captain Kurt, we ain't yeah, saving yeah.
1: nobody. You know what this is with Yusef Nurkic to me? And not, I'm not defending Draymond Green for what he did back in December 12th. And to me, that's what being a competitive spirit of the game. Hey, Yusef Nurkic, you got the best of Draymond Green. You not only did the too small taunt, but you snap the court like you play for Duke basketball four different times. Then Draymond <laughs> Green does the same thing to you, makes a basket on you, and does the same exact thing. That's what soft is to me. Instead of saying, all right, you got me. I got you first. You got me back. Then you continue to play basketball. You don't do what you just said, Harry. You don't also run the media and say he hasn't learned anything. That's save soft. Save me. Save right. me. That's soft behavior right there. And you're too big to be being that soft when it comes to Yusef Nurkic. You don't have to like Draymond Green, and I get it. He's done some things that I don't like. And I've been a, I'm not a Draymond Green apologist. There have been plenty of times that that brother's gone past the line. And I said, man, you're old enough. You should know better. So I'm not condoning anything that has gotten him suspended or technical fouls in the NBA. There's no excuse for a lot of things that someone as intelligent as he is, as passionate as he is, as basketball gifted for what he does, what he's done for Golden State being a four-time champion, that's a guy who is very intelligent, knows how to speak about the game. But if you know who he is, you have no business, in my opinion, if you're Yusef Nurkic, as soft as you are, where you got the best of him on one play, he got the best of you, and your retaliation is, man, I hope that you know he hasn't learned anything and he's going to do the same thing again. That's what soft is to me when it comes to Yusef Nurkic.
2: And, and I think you know they also may be upset. I had no problem with the way Draymond reacted after defending Kevin Durant on less than a second and getting the deflection mm-hmm. that led to the Suns not even getting the opportunity to put the basket up and you know screaming and this is my house and Absolutely. I don't I don't mind that that's a guy that has Play his tail off since be, being drafted in the second round, mm-hmm. uh, way back when. A guy that's passionate in the moment, one of the best players in the in the National Basketball Association, and Kevin Durant. We just talked about not too long ago to show how he hit a game winner, double pumping in, in midair. Absolutely. So when you have a chance to stop that, if you're Draymond, you damn right I'm gonna be emotional mm-hmm, yeah. and I'm gonna let the world know
1: it. Yeah, and, and here's the worst part: Harry Douglas, Freddie coming the girl, and Freddie Harry in ESPN Radio. Kevin Durant knows, man, if he's like that. Golden State's a different basketball team. And that's a team that you may not want to see in the playoffs. Not saying Phoenix is afraid of them. There are no fear-factor teams in the NBA. They're fear-factor players. LeBron still has that. Steph has that. Kevin Durant has that. Devin Booker has that. There are plenty of players you say, man, we let that broad go off. Uh, We're not going to win this basketball
2: game. I would say the most recent fear factor team, in my opinion, mm-hmm. was the Golden State Warriors with Kevin
1: Durant. Yeah, the four horsemen. Him, Clay Thompson, that, and, that Steph was, and And Draymond. that was a while ago. Right, exactly. So you're, that's the last fear factor team you are right because they were the four horsemen yep. when they all were together. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. They were definitely that team that when they Chico. came to your building, they were going to take your soul and take your wives and go on about their business. But hey, Yusef Nurkic, you don't know what it's like to be part of a four horseman. No one has ever looked at you and said, we got a game plan for Yusef Nurkic. No one's ever said that in NBA history about a guy like that. And I didn't mind when Yusef Nurkic did the too small thing on Draymond Green. I didn't have a game, problem man. with that. And just like I didn't have a have problem with Draymond Green retaliating. I had a problem with Yusef Nurkic is talking about he hasn't learned anything. That's soft. That's why you've been called soft in the NBA, even though you're 7 feet 300 pounds. So I was just thinking about this. Okay. Is the you're too small?
3: Taunt is that one of the best? Is that the best taunt of all sport in all sports right now? It, it's, it's it's one good, man. It's it's, it's one
2: good. that'll yeah. get underneath your skin yeah. 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 because yeah. because yeah. It, you, yeah. I feel like you're challenging me as a man. Like you're telling me that I'm too small. Uh huh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> or the rock the baby one. The rock, oh it. yes.
1: <laughs> still, still one of my favorites is when somebody does something. They say you can't see me. That's one of my favorites. When you do like the <laughs> palm in front of your face and everything like that, saying yeah. I'm here, but you can't do anything about it. That's the John Cena move from WWE. The first time I saw a player start doing that, I'm thinking, yeah, that's a disrespect right there.
2: How, right. how many people you think are scared of Patrick Mahomes? I'm here. I'm here.
1: They're just scared of him. Period. <laughs> he could be a mute. And it wouldn't matter. <laughs> They're just scared of him, period. It don't, it
2: don't have to sound vicious, but Patrick Mahomes. No, not at all. I'm here. Oh no, we know you're there, exactly, buddy. exactly, Harry.
3: If if a if a DB, you know, they deflect the pass and they and they rock
2: the baby in your face.
3: What, what are you doing?
2: Bro, I can't even speak like that on, on radio airwaves. <laughs> I, and I'm being – I'm being, Deb, I'm being honest. I'm being 100% honest. Well, well, or what Harry, what,
4: oh, Harry, what about when a DB has absolutely nothing to do with the play being yes. broken up, but yet uh-huh. they're waving their arms like
1: no oh, good? Oh, my God, yeah. What you going to do there, Harry? That's what
2: happened, insane. Harry? It's, it's 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 not for the
1: airwaves. Yeah. My it per- really isn't. My personal favorite when it if got – If y'all could
2: <laughs> – yeah. Understand the things yeah. that I used to say on the football field. Oh, it is yeah. not for the radio. Yeah.
1: My personal favorite is when a guy catches the ball and it's not a first down, he like points and everything, or he drops <laughs> the ball, he did something great. I'm like, dude, it's second and five. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> All you did was move the chains. Get a first down, and then you can do whatever within the spirit of the game. Either way. By the way, Phoenix and Golden State don't meet for the rest of the season. Please let me have this as a playoff matchup. Yes, Lord. And I want to see exactly. What's going to transpire between Draymond and Mr. Softy, known as Yusef Nurkic in Phoenix?
4: Just, just one thing before we go. Right. If you want exactly. to be entertained, just mm. Google Yusef Nurkic back in Portland yeah. when he stole this dude's girlfriend from him in the club. You'll be really? thoroughly entertained.
1: Wow. Mm. I, be, I bet you that happened on Valentine's Day because that's, that's the kind of nonsense guys like him would do on, uh, on uh, a day uh. like that. Don't forget about the Black History Always NBA All-Star Special hosted by two really good dudes known as Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas it's going to air multiple times this weekend, so catch it on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We mentioned it is Valentine's Day here on Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance. We want to hear from you at 888 The moment you fell in love with your team, the first time you saw that team, you said, I don't care about anything, anybody else. That team is mine. 888 729 3776. On this Valentine's Day, we want to hear the moment you fell in love with your team, and you'll be heard on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Dougs. I'm Freddie Coleman Together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and Sirius X and Channel 80, as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Kansas City Chiefs had their parade today, celebrating back to back Super Bowl championships and their third championship in five years. But then, after the parade was over, a shooting involving multiple people, including one person deceased, but three people are in custody. Let's go to the press conference live. KC Police Chief Stacey Graves is fielding questions about that tragic event that happened at the parade today, celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs winning their second straight Super Bowl championship.
6: We do have two suspects in custody. I
0: have,
6: I have heard that as well. I have heard that, that fans got involved in the apprehension or the pursuit of one of the suspects. I cannot confirm that right now, but that is something that I have heard myself. Can you yes. talk about the response time because, you see, 10 to 15
1: constantly entering the shooting. And was 800 officers there, this happened pretty quickly. So can you talk about when this started, sort of a timeline from there to the point where your
6: officers responded to the where You had KCFD helping to your first aid. As soon as the rally concluded, there were shots fired on the west side of Union Station. Officers were on scene in the area. I know one of the suspects was immediately pursued on foot. Um, Like I said, there's two suspects in custody. I have heard uh, the information that was just requested. I will confirm or deny that. Um, But after that, immediately officers began rendering life-sustaining aid, calling in fire, which is the, the fire department, to uh, also assist victims. Do
1: you know if there were more than two people taken into custody? Because we had two people after you guys had made your announcement, there were two people in custody, two people
5: live on our air being taken, handcuffed, put into vans. So can you tell well, us about
1: that and the process as this investigation continues?
6: I don't know exactly the two that you're talking about <coughs> that, that your camera caught um, on, on video being loaded into a wagon. I don't know that, but I can tell you that uh, in and around that scene, it is still active. Um, not active in, in necessarily threats, but it's a very active scene. We're still investigating. This is still early on. Um, we still have parties that are walking into hospitals. Chief
0: Graves, do you know anything about the suspects in terms of where they're from? Are they from Kansas?
6: I do not know that, but that's something that, that I also will be finding out.
4: Two questions. We are hearing upwards. Of- shots? Can you talk about the number
6: that you heard? You I'm there? hearing 10 to 15, possibly 15 with, with the one um, that is uh, deceased. And do
4: you know anything about the
0: timing? It seems a lot of it's to the very end of the rally.
6: I don't have anything about, I, I can't give you an answer on the timing. I can just say that uh, that's when it occurred and we are investigating what led up to that. Maybe once we get some of those details we'll know why that happened at that time, but right now it's just it's still too new. Chief, it's just just
2: one incident or multiple incidents that that injured.
6: That is something that that is under investigation. Mayor
1: Quinton Lucas, you talked about how you were on the ground and you yourself
5: had to run for safety. I understand we're still waiting on a timeline and trying to understand what exactly happened. But we were having a Super Bowl parade, and this is what the country is talking about now. What is your message to this city at a time like this? I second the comments by the chief of police. I'm heartbroken. First of all, I'm praying for the victims and the families impacted. I start with them. Uh, I'm incredibly upset, disappointed. I was there with my wife. I was there with my mother. Uh, We never would have thought that we, along with Chiefs players, along with fans, hundreds of thousands of people, would be forced to run for our safety today. I think that I'll let the investigation shake out before coming any further conclusions. But I think the initial response absolutely is anger. You know, we have done a number of these now, and this is a day that a lot of people look forward to, something they remember for a lifetime. And what they shouldn't have to remember is the threat of gun violence marring a day like this, injuring them and their families. This morning, I was actually thinking about bringing my child, as many people in Kansas City did, and. I don't want us to have to in our country for every big event. Think about a concern of being shot. As the chief noted, we had a lot of law enforcement officers there today. They did exceptional and outstanding work. And I will second that again, because on your timeline point, I was inside of Union Station. We heard something. Number of us start running, and I see a stream of officers going the exact other direction. In with guns drawn, ready to address danger. And that was the, the situation throughout. People who responded absolutely immediately. But I wish that we lived in a world where they wouldn't have to do that. I wish we live in a world where we wouldn't have to see incidents like that. But I'm as heartbroken as anybody. We will do a, a full and thorough investigation. I hope that we bring whoever this is to justice, and we will continue to try to make sure that we can be as safe as possible. However. When you have people who decide to bring guns to events, when you have people who are deciding to try to mar events, celebratory ones like this one, all of us start to become members of this club that none of us want to be a part of, which is those who have experienced mass shootings.
1: The words of Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas before that KC Police Chief Stacey Graves on a very, very tragic incident happening at the Kansas City Chiefs Parade celebrating the World Championship. One confirmed dead, 10-15 injured, And they said, according to reports and according to what we just heard, they have suspects in custody. But that's as far as the information was going to be disseminated from the Kansas City Mayor, Quentin Lucas and KC Police Chief Stacey Graves, on this disturbing incident, tragic incident happening at the parade involving the Chiefs winning their Super Bowl championship for the second time in the last two years. More Freddie and Harry next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio.